change of mind or in common political parlance, a U-turn. For the snap election to take place, the Prime Minister needs the support of two-thirds of MPs, which means she will need the backing of other parties when the motion is voted on on Wednesday. But it shouldn't be a problem, as the leader of the opposition Labour Party, Jeremy Corbyn, made clear. I welcome the opportunity for us to put the case to the people of Britain to stand up against this government and its failed economic agenda, which has left our NHS in problems, which has left our schools underfunded, which has left so many people uncertain. We want to put a case out there for the people of Britain of a society that cares for all, an economy that works for all, and a Brexit that works for all. Jeremy Corbyn. Let's talk to our political correspondent, Rob Watson. Uh, Rob, nobody really saw this coming. Uh, yes and no. I know that's going to infuriate you, Razia, and everybody else listening, but yes and no. I- I'll come to that in a second. I think the first thing to point out is that anyone who didn't think that the June 23rd referendum was going to cause an earthquake in British politics, think again. Uh, second point, the I-, I guess today is the beginning of the post-era in post-Brexit era in British politics. But anyway, back to this yes and no business, Razia. I, I mean, not a surprise, I think, in the sense that if you look at the massive, I mean, the extraordinary opinion poll leading that the Conservatives, and in particular Theresa May as, as leader, have over the main opposition, Labour Party and Jeremy Corbyn, you were just just hearing from, I, I mean, it would be so hard to resist that temptation. And also, if you consider the other reason why she's doing this, and that is that she has seen that these elections, that, that the negotiations with the European Union are going to be hard, they're going to have to be compromises done, which won't please either those who voted remain or who voted leave better to have better to get a, a new mandate before you have to make those concessions but no in this sense that Theresa May is famously known for being a sort of stubborn woman as some of her even her allies call her and to have said one thing and to do another she won't have been comfortable with that and she knows that it'll be held against her in the same way it, it will be that people will say well hang on a minute you call yourself the strong sturdy leader but you were for remain but now you lead a brexit government you were against an alert early election but now you're in favour what is it uh, that the tories would hope for in this election what's the best case scenario for them what would be mrs may's measure of success well that's an extremely good question and of course you're not going to get an answer from either theresa may or the conservatives but look that the reason why that she's doing this is that she hopes to extend her majority which is just under 20 uh, at the moment I, I would think to something maybe closer to a hundred and, and there's a couple of reasons for that. I mean, one is just the opportunity presented by the opposition, main opposition being so weak. But I think she will know again that these negotiations are going to be difficult. And I think in some ways, if you think about the divisions within the Conservative Party, because let's remember that it is still divided over the issue of Europe, I think she wants to be able to stand up to those within her own party who, if you like, are the real hardliners of Brexit, who think, oh, well, if the Europeans don't want to do a deal with us, uh, too bad. Well, what about the people who might gain in this? We, we, we know that the Labour Party, the main opposition party, is doing very, very badly in the polls. But the Liberal Democrats, I, I just keep seeing on, on social media that many, many people are joining the party in the wake of Mrs May's announcement. Absolutely, right. So you remember right at the beginning I made this bold kind of claim that today marks the start of the post-Brexit era in British politics. I mean, of course, one of the reasons I said that is that you have to think about this up until, well, for the last 30 years, the two main 
between parties in Britain, uh, Labour and Conservative, have favoured uh, Britain's membership of the European Union. Well, now both of them uh, believe in managing Brexit. So coming up, if you like, on the outside of the Liberal Democrats, the only avowedly pro-EU of all the national parties. So absolutely an advantage for them. And I, and I think this brings me again to one of the risks uh, that Theresa May faces, and that is, it, it is worth remembering. I mean, she likes to say that the country is uniting behind Brexit, but this is still a, a very divided country. And 48% of people did vote to remain. And again, worth remembering that 39% of them, forgive the figures, Razia, uh, uh, voted Conservative in 2015. Hmm. Rob Watson, our political correspondent. We will be coming back to you before the end of the programme. Thanks for now. Just before we came on air, I spoke to uh, former the former leader of the Conservative Party, Ian Duncan-Smith. First, his reaction on the shock announcement. Yeah, we're all a bit surprised, but I can understand her logic. She recognises after having seen the Brexit bill go through recently how difficult just a four-line bill was if you don't have a massive majority. Uh, that means that the next bill, which is unbelievable...